0: Greetings everyone and welcome to The Traveling Pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, today is a great day because the, today is the day that the Lord has made and we should all be glad and rejoice in it. How about you? I am so excited But when am I not excited to come and share with you the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ? It should be an everyday thing that we have the opportunity to share the good news of Christ with someone, whether it's in our own households, whether it is out in the street or out in the marketplace. We should never Never miss an opportunity to tell someone about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And if you must tell someone and it's that important to tell someone, use words. You see, for some people, we are the only Bible that they'll ever read. Our body language, our reception through our body language, but also our judgment. Through our body language, people read body language, people understand body language and through our body language, we can embrace our brothers and sisters or we can deny our brothers and sisters. So if you must, if you must use words. To make your claim and your election sure that Christ Jesus is whom you are standing with even in today's times, because we know that the word will endure all things because it has endured all things and will continue to endure all things because when heaven and earth pass away, what will stand or what will remain the word. So we must continue to be on the battlefield, delivering the word to those who need it the most. Amen? All right. Now that we have that part of our uh, discussion out of the way and I've gotten down off of my soapbox, now let's go off into the, the message for today, shall we? And the, the, the message, it is, it, is, it is never never different from, from week to week. The, the message from week to week is about Jesus. You see, that's why the traveling pulpit exists. The traveling pulpit exists to bring you the message of Jesus Christ, the hope that is in Christ and the eternal salvation that is with Christ. And that if we are believers in him, we shall enjoy and be a part of that eternal gift, that eternal life, that eternal inclusion into the heavenly kingdom. And I personally want as many souls as I can gather, not that I'm not that, that I'm counting. I'm sorry, not that I'm counting, but I am responsible. You see, this gift has been given to me that I may share it with others and tell others about the goodness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you as well has been has been given this gift to tell others about the goodness of Jesus Christ. So, so that I may ask you traveling pulpit family, are you a believer? How? Well, let me put it this way. Now, what I mean by asking you this question is, are you aware of our beliefs in Christ? Which leads us to the commitment to who we say we believe in. Simply put, people are watching us. And everything we do and everything we say, they are watching us. People will will make you mad. People will bring you joy. But they are watching. Let me ask you this question. Are you a believer of the flesh or are you a believer in the one who became flesh? There's a big difference in that. There are some people who believe in other things other than the one who became flesh. Some people believe in their money. Some people believe in their status. Some people believe in their, 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 their vehicle. Some people believe in their houses, but are you a believer of the flesh or are you a believer in the one who became flesh? Which one can you say you have, you have belief in? You see, Jesus said in John 3 and 13, no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the son of man. Now I'm saying this on today because there will be some in the flesh who will come and say they are the Christ. But Christ is letting us know in John 3 and 13 that no one has ascended into heaven except he, who descended from heaven. John, the beloved disciple, supports this when he lays the foundation for this statement in the book of John. One, when he says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. John goes on to say, He is all things that were made through him and without him was nothing was not anything made that was made in him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That's who Jesus is. He is the light in us. And if he is the light in us, what can overcome us? What can overcome a believer who believes in the one who ascended into heaven and descended from heaven? What can happen to us believing that that the light is in us, that he is the only one? Absolutely nothing. I'm saying that. I'm saying that spiritually wise, flesh wise, the flesh has to be destroyed. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15 and 50, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. You see, our flesh eventually Will take its place or its rightful place back amongst where it came from, the dirt. But it is our spirit that came from the breath of God. You see, it is the spirit that gives us life. I know science says that uh, blood is the life form, you know, but the Bible reminds us that God's breath gave blood life. So at a certain time in our lives, when the blood no longer circulates or gives life to the body, that which God gave to us is then gone back to him where it belongs. But it's not that way for everyone. You see, not everyone is a believer. But I'm asking you today, are you a believer Are you a believer in just the flesh or are you a a believer in the one who became flesh? See, there's a big difference there. There is is a, 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 um, a big gulf stream between these two statements, between these two questions. A believer of just flesh or a believer who became flesh? John 3 and 6 teaches us that which is born of the flesh is flesh and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. You see, Jesus told Nicodemus that you must be born again. Nicodemus wanted to know how would it be possible to re enter your mother's womb so that you could be be, be reborn? And Jesus said, no, it's, it's, not, it's not that way. It's not that way. Jesus explained to him that you must be born again through water. Water and spirit. He cannot, Jesus said, said he cannot enter the kingdom of God unless this has been done. Meaning that you have made uh 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 what do they call it? And uh an an an, an uh, announcement. I'll say an announcement of your faith. An announcement that becomes a commitment of your faith. You have to verbally and outwardly project from your voice that Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you believe that Christ was born, that he lived. That he died, that he was raised from the dead, that he was ascended or reascended back into heaven, and that he is coming again. If you believe that, you are a believer in the one who became flesh. You are now saved. On this podcast, you are now saved if you believe that. If you can recite from your voice, from your very voice, I, my name, am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, who was born of a virgin, lived among mankind as a man, was tortured, but was not killed. I'll explain that in a second, but was tortured. Put to death, put to death, laid in a tomb for three days, the three day of the Jewish or Hebrew belief that the spirit no longer hovered over the body, but went on to its final resting place. But on the third day, the the spirit returned to the body and Jesus was alive. Again and forevermore, that he never will die again, and that he was seen among mankind and ascended back into heaven, and now is at the right hand of the Father, waiting for the opportunity to come and get those who believe that he came flesh for. If you believe that, if you have recited that, not the way I recited it, but if you have recited that in your own way, in your own interpretation, where from your heart, from your belief in Christ, you are saved. And the work has just begun. Because this is a newness of life that you have just given yourself over to. And Satan will try to do anything in his limited amount of power to try and destroy that. You are a new creation in Christ. Behold, the old has passed and the new has come. What do you say about that? Is there anything that you can say about that? But there, you know, you know, real quick, there are some movies who have kind of went against what john was what 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 jesus was saying i'm sorry what, what jesus is saying now i don't i don't discredit these movies these movies are made for a purpose because they have real life accounts attached to them i understand that so 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 i i take it as is given to me but i refer to the word because when all else fails the word will stand and i don't take i i i don't i don't take away from the people who have been uh clinically dead for minutes you know um um i'm not sure the longest person who, who has been clinically dead and then, you know, come back, come back into their body. You know, I don't discredit those things because those things happen all the time. Miracles happen every day. So I do not want to trip you up on that. What I want you to understand is what Jesus has said in John three. And I think this is 15. My glasses are fogging up Three thirteen, He says, no one no one. Jesus said this. And if you want to challenge Jesus, go right ahead, because he's the one that said this. It's been recorded right here. He says no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven. The son of man. You know, so so those stories that the people share with us, I they are miracles And I praise God for those miracles because God can do anything. He can do everything except fail. But I go by what the word says. The word also goes on to say, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. Getting back to my point about Jesus, Jesus said, no man takes my life. He said that no man takes my life, but he was willing to lay it down for mankind. He was willing to lay it down because his father needed a sacrifice. He was willing to lay it down because he saw what his father did in the garden. He took a sacrifice and, and, and it was the blood of that sacrifice that saved mankind from being destroyed. So as Jesus hung on the cross, as the blood was leaving or escaping from his body, he looked to his father and he said, why have you forsaken me? It wasn't that God had forsook him. God could not look at him because our sin was on him. His father was looking at us. We were adopted the day the three nails went into his body. We were adopted the day the blood covered us and not his son because his son's blood was covering us. We we became a part of the of the we became children of the most high God that day because he swapped our sin for his blood, his blood covered us. His father had his eyes on us. That is why we could not die that day. That is why we must make our election sure. Yes, we are in election season. I get that. I understand that. But every day is an election season. And I'm asking you, what do you believe? Traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to come and just share a few minutes of, of of scripture with you, of word experience, you know, just just the opportunity to share the good news of the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ with you. Because not only it is, is it a good gospel, it is an eternal gospel. You see, this right here will never go away. This right here will always be challenged by the world. But this right here is going to be standing when the world no longer is because somebody's going to give up and it's not going to be the word. So if you believe like I believe you do, share this message with somebody, somebody in your household, somebody uh, that lives across the street from you, somebody that lives next door from you. Share this word. Share this word with your coworkers. Share this word with your boss. Share this word with the, with the police officer that's writing you the ticket. Share this with the police officer or the fireman having lunch, the paramedics, the person serving your meal at a restaurant, the, the person that, that's ringing you up at the local grocery store. Share this message with whomever, because this message is the message of salvation. But being quiet, being quiet is also a message. And I don't want you to know that message the way we, you and I know this message. So I encourage you to share it with someone traveling pulpit family. I got to go. I got to get ready for next week because next week. Is another opportunity to share Christ with you. But I'm going to go out doing this next week, and I'm going to share this word with everyone I come in contact with. And I pray that you will also. You can reach me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. You can reach me out on Snapchat now. I'm on Snapchat. I am, and I I am the owner of travelingpulpitministries.com. dot com. The website is under construction. It will be available soon. It will be an interactive uh, website where you can reach out to me, and and I'll be able to reach back. Uh, will you you'll be able to purchase the book that I've written, "The Hill of Our Salvation," which is currently on Amazon paperback and also eKindle. Um, and if you have an Amazon account, I believe the eKindle is free of charge that you may go and, and uh, uh, experience the word of God in today's times or, uh, application application. So with that being said, I cannot extend how much I love you traveling pulpit family, because that is real love. That is love that, that has come down or has descended And I'm just, I'm just sending it forth so that you will feel it also. So with that being said, I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice saying goodbye. Well, it's never goodbye, but saying that I will see you. Yeah, we'll talk again on next week. I love you, Traveling Pulpit family. Bye for now.